This is the Resonance AI Podcast, conversations about the future of media. For our sixth episode, we spoke with Stephanie Marshall, Managing Director of Sprocket. To start our conversation, I asked Stephanie what she thinks about everyone watching TV nowadays with a phone in their hands. It is sort of an integration. It's that integrative experience of watching the television, you know, nobody's TVs are going away, right? Like everybody's like, oh, TV's dead. I'm like, it's not dead, it's different, you know? And But that that device is in your hand, it's next to you. It's sitting there and you're using it in different ways while you're engaging. And I think that there's power in that um, and there's a lot of opportunity in that. And you know, I can't wait to see it come to fruition. It's uh, It's just sort of a tale of two devices. It's unlikely that people are going to tear the TVs off the wall just so they can look at their phones. Yeah. Especially because TVs cost like $15 now to right. like, <laughs> when you think about it, right? Like think about that disparity, right? You know, like this tiny little phone, you know, a thousand dollars and you can get, you know, something 10 times the size for, <laughs> for a 10th of the price. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, who would have thought that, right? Right. Um, what do you think when things, you know, attain a, a certain level of normalcy again, what do you think streaming will look like? I think, I think streaming itself will be fairly similar, right? Like, I mean, you're creating the content you're delivering it to the consumer. Again, I don't think the consumer is all that concerned with how the content gets to them, but, you know, I think back to, I always see the pendulum swinging, right? You look at television and then cable and then cable aggregates and then, now you have this sort of what I would call disaggregating. And, you know, I recently saw a friend post that, you know, oh, Netflix is raising their prices again. And then you have, you know, Disney Plus, you have Hulu, you have Amazon, you have Peacock, you have YouTube, and some of them are free, some of them are paid. But at some point, you know, the consumer is going to say, all right, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> For this, 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 and this. And even if I have cable, or even if I drop cable, like you're starting to like, wait, how am I, how much am I paying? Like, cause you know, all right, $5.99 a month, $10.99 a month. You're, maybe you're not thinking about it, but when you start to add it up, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm spending way more than I ever did when I paid for cable potentially. Right. And so that's not even considering, you know, do you have Spotify? Do you have fitness subscription? All these, this overload of subscription-based services. Um, you know, I see an opportunity for like, it's going to, it's disaggregated, but there's going to be some sort of need for aggregation again, um, because at some point, you know, customers are going to say enough and that that's going to be interesting. You know, we have a, a company in Sprocket called My Bundle TV that's looking at it from a, you know, from a television perspective, um, you know, but I, I don't know what's going to happen or when it's going to happen, but I can tell that at some point you've got to bring it together again right. and make it affordable not even thinking about the price, just the dealing with. Yeah. Right. Like I'm like, you know, I get confused. I'm like, Oh wait, was that, was that, was that on Amazon? Or oh, was that on totally. you know, oh. Disney, you know, Disney plus, or was that Netflix? And then like, you know, we've got an LG TV and a Samsung TV and one has a fire stick and one has a, you know, and it integrated and you're like, okay, well, which TV can we watch Disney plus on? <laughs> so you spend a lot of your time advocating for female founders, um, female in investors, media has been an old, old boys club forever. 
Um, yeah, like industries are. <laughs> yeah, as as many industries, they, they they are not they are not singular in that distinction. Are you still seeing that gender gap remain, or do you do you see it narrowing? And you know, in either way, why do you think that is? So you know, I I think there's so much research out there that shows diversity is good for business. You know, it's good for investing. Um, you know, diverse teams provide outsized returns. Um, despite the challenges that they face in, in getting investment, although it's you know disheartening that the percent of funding that went to to female founders this year actually went down or 2020 went down. But you know I'm an investor. Um, my investor, my investment thesis is really to invest in diverse teams because I know it's going to be it's going to work out in the long run. I primarily invest in women-led companies, but also underrepresented founders. I helped co-found an angel group in the DC area called Citrine Angels, which is women investing in women. And I think that one way we can increase the number, that that 2% number, less than 2%, is really by helping underrepresented groups understand this investment class. You know, it's slow and painful and treacherous, but we're going to make progress um, one way or another. Um, I think having more attention on it and more conversations about it is really, really important. Um, you know, I think about the, in terms of corporate, like outside of investing and, and just women and media in general, you know, nowhere did we hear more horrifying tales than those that came out, you know, during the, um, the Me Too movement. But that's just part of the problem. I think it's like, you know, the concept of a, a death by a thousand cuts, right? So, you know, you're sitting in a meeting and you're being talked over or you're being passed over for a promotion or, you know, misperceptions. Um, you're not all of it with ill intent, right? Not all of it like, oh, it's sexual harassment, but it has an impact, a really big impact. And, you know, I've always said, you know, I'm in a you know thousand women's group where we're like, oh my gosh, you know, and we're like banging our heads against the wall. But, you know, I've always said that men have to be part of the conversation. You, you need that support and that, that awareness, right? So I think that brings me back to your question is like, what am I seeing and why do I think it's the way, the way it is? I think it, part of it is just, not being aware that it's even going on. Like I, you know, I think back to when, you know, me too came out and my husband was like, are you kidding me? This could, like, like he was shocked that this goes on. I'm like, dude, how do you know that? It, how do you see that it doesn't go? I mean, like, it's so pervasive. And like, I think some men were just shocked and I'm like, Oh, talk to any woman. And you would, you know, know that this is not shocking. Like this it's sad and it's horrible, but it is there, you know, and it's in every industry. It's not just tech. It's not just media. It's everywhere. And so, you know, again, that goes to bringing people into that um, equation. I think if we see, you know, we have greater awareness, greater understanding, because we're not just talking to each other, we're talking to everyone, that greater awareness, that greater understanding is going to enable the action, right? The allyship, not, the mentor, not just the mentorship, but intentional sponsorship of diverse talent in companies in and being intentional about that is what's going to, um, I think, move things forward. And of course, slower than we want, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, hopefully move forward. Do you see a correlation between maybe, you know, not just with, um, you know, not just from the business side, but with more women in higher ranking positions, do you see that? Um, um, then being reflected in the kind of content that's being produced. Yeah. I mean, you know, I remember, oh gosh, I don't know when it was, but you know, I watched um, 
misrepresentation, right, about how women are portrayed in media. And, you know, you look at the increasing number of women who are directing films or are, um, you know, driving advertising campaigns and running media companies and running advertising agencies, the more diversity you have at the top, then the more awareness that you will have in terms of, you know, you bring a different perspective, right? Okay, maybe that woman should be clothed, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, or maybe, you know, you don't have her standing at the sink or, you know, you, you cut away at some of the, um, the stereotypes and the portrayals of people in, you know, those stereotypical positions. And, you know, I think that that does, there's a, it will change thing. And I think, you know, there's a, a saying like, you can't be what you can't see. What, what are maybe some media trends that, that you feel are emerging um, and that you think people should start paying attention to? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. As I was, I was thinking about this, you know, my sense of emerging is, you know, we see things early, right? And I'm always on sort of that, that bleeding edge, right? So something that I think is emerging is, is so far out, right? And so I'm like, oh, augmented reality, that's been forever, right? <laughs> and, you know, it, 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 but it is, right? It takes time for these things to actually take hold. And so, you know, taking off the lens of, you know, kind of that definition, <laughs> Oh, that's like data. It's been around forever, right? I mean, I worked on data, you know, 15 years ago and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired of it. But it really is just starting to, you know, it's making a difference, you know? Um, so I would say, you know, augmented and re mixed reality, like, you know, we've had AR and VR companies in Sprocket for a number of years. Uh, you know, one of them, uh, Seek, is actually doing some of what we talked about in, in terms of like product placement and, and you know, purchasing living pop-ups, which is really cool in terms of, basically, you know, you can look at a book and it, it comes to life. Um, Teta V is another one that is like, you know, sort of taking holograms and making it mainstream, um, you know, in, in 2D, 3D environment. Um, you know, I would say audio is another place, right? You know, you've heard uh, like podcasting is just exploded. <laughs> um, and I think that that's like sort of a renaissance for, for audio. Um, we've got companies like Needle, um, voice platforms and smart speakers have, have helped in that area too and made it you know something to look at for sure um it's another you know radio has been around for over 100 years um and a lot of the radio folks are getting into podcasting or have been in podcasting for some time and so um i think that's definitely an interesting space to look at data analytics advanced analytics right like what resonance ai is doing i mean you guys are you know super early <laughs> and so it's great to see all the progress there um you know in another company envision ai in terms of like looking at video analytics um you know cross-screen media from an advertising uh, standpoint um and then you know when you think of data you can't not think of privacy and so um you know we we added a new company safeguard privacy that is you know helping companies with compliance right ensure that you know the data and your privacy practices are, are up to par because with data comes responsibility um so that's a i think a hot area for sure there's there's so many really amazing um you know companies that are you know helping with everything from 
compression technologies or storage technologies um, like NGD and, and another one, Folio, like everything like super, super technical like that to like, okay, well, how do we make that content engaging and interactive? And we have companies uh, in the sports aspect of it. Um, for example, Zen Sports and Sports Betting. That's one of the areas that I think you know, next gen TV is, is starting to look at. And I, you know, I think that's becoming legal in a lot of areas. Um, when you think about sports and sort of the NFL, we've got VPO, which is, you know, sort of making it interactive and, you know, uh, the mobile device with the mobile device, you know, of course it's like, you know, I think through all this rack of companies and I, I love all of them. It's like asking you, you know, what's, what's your favorite kid, <laughs> you know? Um, but I do think that, you know, by the nature of, of how Sprocket works, where we look at our, you know, we work with our corporate companies to understand their pain points and what they're looking at and they're interested in. You can tell by the Sprocket companies that we've selected from a startup perspective, you can start to see trends over time. Um, and I would say, you know, audio, data, engagement, um, like augmented or mixed reality mechanisms, those are all areas that I think are that we're going to start seeing more movement on. As managing director of Sprocket, um, who would you like to hear from? I would love to hear from any really cool, innovative startups who are, are looking to help companies in the media, entertainment, and tech space. Um, you know, for female founders or diverse founders, I'm, oh, you know, regardless of industry, I'm always happy to help in any way I can, whether that's through feedback or connections. But from a Sprocket perspective, we're always on the lookout for startups that can help our corporate partners. And we actually have our, our Sprocket Sync coming up in February. And so right now is a great time, you know, to, to reach out. The Resonance AI podcast is produced by Random Inkara and Shane Mailing. It's hosted and edited by Shane Mailing. And our music is by Damian Johnson. To learn more, go to resonanceai.com.